0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. I bring in MLB National Insider Anthony Castrovins to the show, and it's all brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices. CH Insurance and Rosie's Corner stop by all week long for the comfort food, including Fish Friday and more Route 11 in Burton. if you're in and around Central New York. Castro, it's been too long, my brother. How are you?
2: It has. It's been a while, Mike. Uh, I've been well. Um, just kind of taking in the uh, never-ending off season here. It feels feels like it's been uh, uh, drawn out quite a bit.
1: Yeah, no doubt. January is long. Feb- all the winter. If you're in the Northeast, you're in areas Cleveland, <laughs> it's just the, the winter. Even if you don't get as much snow, it still takes forever for the nice weather to get here. Let's go to uh, the Hall of Famers, man. We got three. I know yeah. we looked in through that, but the player-wise, I don't know. At first, I was like, okay, you know, nice class. But, you know, I dive in a little bit more each time, and it, I really like this group. You've got a 3,000-hit guy in Beltre. you got one of the most durable, best catchers of all time. Seven batting titles won in the history of the game by catchers. Three of them by Joe Maurer. I don't know if he's a 1st ballot yeah. guy, but he's certainly a Hall of Famer. And then you've got Ted Helton, who I think should have been in a long time ago. How about you? You know, take me through these three guys. What do you remember about their careers and and covering these guys? Because, Anthony, you and I, we're getting a little bit older now. It's not just our baseball (laughs) cards getting in. I I said this last week. It's the guys who I never collected who are now getting in a long time ago. How about Beltray Helton, and Joe Maurer?
2: Yeah, uh, Beltre was an obvious, you know, no doubt about it, first ballot Hall of Famer. He kind of sealed that, you know, when he hit his 400th home run. Uh, to go with the great defense obviously a, a strange career in that you know he sealed his hall of fame ca- is, the bulk of his hall of fame uh case comes in his 30s as opposed to his 20s um but you know renowned within the game and um you know he, he just did great things uh so he was an obvious one joe Maurer, i was i was pleasantly surprised like i think joe Maurer's a hall of famer I did not for the life of me think he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I thought he'd be a guy to have to sweat it out a, you know, a couple, a few years on the ballot um, because I really thought he'd be dinged more for uh, you know, moving off the catcher position and just being kind of a middling first baseman for a while there at the end of his career. But I think there was just recognition that, I mean, catcher is what it is, and he sustained a, a lot of blows back there, and then the concussions you know, caught up to him that's really no fault of his own. He certainly distinguished himself in his era as, you know, a a great catcher in his era. And as you said, there's historical significance to what he accomplished at the plate as a catcher as well. So it was great to see him get in. Um, and then, yeah, Todd Helton was, was, you know, kind of dragged through this process for years and and did not fare very well in his first ballot and and made this big surge. Part of that was just the, the crowded nature of the ballot when he got on it. Um, and uh, just overall, you know, we only had the BBWA only voted in two guys over the course of the previous three years, and David Ortiz and Scott Rowland. And so it's nice to see three guys in one class. And you know, next year shaping up pretty well as well. So we got a nice ballot boom going on.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think next year will be each year' will probably CC Sabathia. I think Billy yeah. Wagner probably gets in next year. Right. Uh, maybe right. some momentum to the veterans or whatever they're calling it now from the Sheffield. Uh, he was kind of a little short here too, but definitely really nice. And in the ballot thing, I have a lot of buddies of mine, a lot of people out there who just hate the ballot thing. Cause you hear, well, you're either a hall of famer or you're not. And then I try to explain it to them. And after five minutes, I'm so exhausted that I just, stop. <laughs> but I'm of the feeling and you tell me if you agree. I think there's a difference between Willie Mays and Tim Raines. I think there's a difference between a Derek Jeter and a Barry Larkin. I I, I just, I'm okay with the ballots. And through time, things change. Different people are on the voting committee. People look at things differently. You got the steroid era. Then you got the evolution of the whole uh, analytic thing. And you got different age groups and people, like I said, on and off. Things change. Things evolve. People change their thoughts. It's like Tim Kirchner told me in Cooperstown last year, said, Mike, it, I thought he was going to give me a hug. He said, it's going to be okay. You can change your mind. And Jason Stark told me that. It's okay. You can change your mind. Where do you land on the ballots?
2: Uh, so, you know, the, the process, the nature of it where you can only check 10 names. I mean, there's some years where that plays in more than others. I'm t- I tend to be more of a big haul guy. And I, I'd say more years than not, I'd be closer to that 10 number. Um, and, and some years, just guys get caught. In a bad situation where like, you know, I I live here in Cleveland and Kenny Lofton's name comes up all the time as a guy who was one and done on the ballot, didn't achieve 5%. And he was on a really loaded ballot. And there's only so many spots to go around. And then, you know, that's probably a reason why, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't on. uh, He wasn't unanimous when he clearly should have been. Uh, because people play with their ballots a little bit and say, well, I'm not going to vote for Griffey cause everyone else will do it. He'll get in from everyone else. And I'm going to use, I'm going to allocate one of my 10 spots to someone who needs it more, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it would be better if the ballot was just a yes or no, you know, uh, is this guy a hall of famer to you? Yes or no. Um, as far as playing games with first ballot and all that, I, I don't get into that. I know you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's definitely a difference, uh, between the uh, upper echelon of there's kind of a hall of fame within a hall of fame, if you will. but Um, you know, for me, I would just, I wouldn't play games with it. I would just vote the guys I, you know, uh, if I think there's 10, I'll fill up all 10 of my spots. If I think there's more than 10, well, I have some tough decisions to make. If I think there's less than 10, okay, I'll vote for a ball. It's because I don't, you know, to me as a voter, it wouldn't make a difference. Uh, first ballot versus other ballots. Just, I think you're a hall of famer. I'm going to give you my vote. Um, so yeah, there's, there's politics, I guess, to it. There's the, the specific voting body matters. It's definitely involving a lot um it's getting more analytical and you, you see that when guys like Larry Walker and, and Todd Helton get their due um you know better appreciation for their careers as as the voting body skews you know a little more analytical I think um and that's that's worked in other guys favor like Tim Raines for instance so always an evolving process but yeah I definitely like to see a change with the ballot I think it's just be yes or no
1: yeah it's it's like in in football Deion Sanders recently had said something about you know the gold jacket club and and then there's, there's everybody else or whatever you say. I, I see both sides. I just, I always look at the ballots too. And I think that part of it, you know, part of what makes it fun. Uh, I would, I wish we would debate it more. I, I mean, people like you and I debate, but other people mm-hmm. just yell at each other. Um, I, I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to see the debating more than the arguing per se just, you know, and I think that the ballots, if you actually debate and converse with other baseball people, fans and media like, and more, it actually really gets fun. The balloting balloting makes the discussion fun. And, hey, Mm -hmm. we need to talk more about baseball these days, considering, you know, the kind of uh, decline that uh, a little bit that it's been on here. Uh, One team that's been on decline since 2009 has been the New York Yankees. They haven't won a World Series in what seems like forever. Are they going to be any good here? Because I know they got Juan (laughs) Soto. I know they have Aaron Judge. I know they have the potential to score a lot of runs. But, Anthony, pitching depth after Garrett Cole the injuries rode down they're counting on him they're counting on Cortez they don't have a bullpen to save their life in my opinion what is the I don't know what to think about this Yankee group more than 90 wins 89 88 wins
2: yeah I mean they were outscored last year you know they obviously were were still able to finish above 500 and, and keep that that streak that trend going but you know they got outscored and um, you know they did not assert themselves in in a deep division in the AL East, and so you know is this offseason enough? Where you know it's it's definitely a victory to bring in Juan Soto, um, but they continued to sacrifice their pitching depth to do that, and they've made several moves in recent years that that cut into that pitching depth. Um, and I'm with you, Mike. Yeah, I mean after Garrett Cole, just major major question marks. You know they really really were confident they could land Yamamoto, and they did not do so. He went to the Dodgers, and so that. I think that kind of skews their off season uh, plan. Um, You know, they, they pivot to Marcus Stroman who has strengths and weaknesses, you know, that that, that come there at this stage of his career. So um, yeah, I I have big questions, you know, I, it it seems like it's a team that that tends to hang in there and, you know, last season injuries got in the way, but it's, it was a club and it is a club that's built to be hurt to a certain extent. I mean, Aaron Judge gets hurt. Giancarlo Stanton gets hurt. That's just baked into their profile. So, um, you know, do they have the depth to withstand that? I mean, Soto definitely helps in the lineup. It's not as Aaron Judge centric as it used to be. But, you know, Anthony Rizzo with the concussion issues he had last year and um, it's I, I think it still has overall lineup depth question marks and certainly pitching depth question marks.
1: The final thing I want to get to is is what I mentioned just a a minute ago about, you know, the decline of the sport. I mean, I know you cover the sport and I know you'll defend the sport. I try to defend the sport a lot as well. Everybody in baseball is like, man, we, you know, let's try to talk about it more. Maybe some more positive stuff will, you know, get more people back. Or, you know, if the people who haven't left are about to like, hey, hang in there, like it's going to get better. Um, I still think there's a lot of great things about the game. I do. Um, I just don't watch it as much. I, 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 I've I, already told you over the years what my concerns are. I, you know what they are and, and you know just watching the game what the concerns are overall. Um, having said that, we know the great, we know the bad, we know the in-between. What's the future like for this sport? Are we okay? Is baseball going to do a few things to kind of reel in some new people uh is it a more old sport young sport going forward you know best lease i take it however you want here in the last couple of minutes about this sport are we okay now and moving forward
2: i honestly like i feel better about the the trajectory of the sport than i have in some time um i think last year's rule changes were extremely well received i think we got the yeah we got the, the pay i mean the pace of game is a huge issue i mean how many how many times do we hear baseball's boring baseball's too slow etc etc well it's not anymore it's it's back to where it was in the 80s and that's a big i mean that's a huge difference and there's more mm-hmm. action on the base pads and so you saw i mean attendance went up nine percent last season uh in in the local markets uh tv ratings were up and i believe 17 uh, of the markets so yeah. um you know the sport is healthy. Uh, it's, it's healthy financially. I think you see that in, in free agency. I think that reveals itself pretty well. Um, it's just about continuing that, that trend and, you know, not, not backing off of it. And you saw they're they're tightening the clock even more this season because they did see it start to slow down again as, as last year went along and, and players adjusted. Um, and it's just about, you know, grooming athleticism better and, and having guys come up who can be base dealers who know how to steal bases. Um, you know, long term it's about being attractive to the top athletes in the country you know um there's no question about it baseball lost a lot of great athletes over the years to football and basketball um you know that that trend can continue to change as you think about issues like concussions and whatnot and then you start to look at the major league level and and see a more athletic game you know suddenly it's a more attractive game so um, from a labor perspective, they have guaranteed contracts too. So I think, you know, if you're if you're forecasting your financial future, baseball's a, a, you know, a decent option. Another thing too is just the, you know, we're seeing guys get to the big leagues faster from the draft, you know, and that's a big change in, in my time covering the game where it used to be a guy gets drafted and I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll see him in five, six no years. Way. Yeah. Well now now it's it's becoming more common to see the guy next year, you know. Um, some of the best players from last year's rep, Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz. I mean, these guys are going to be in the big leagues this year, uh, yeah. a year after getting drafted. So that that's becoming more commonplace. So I think that adds to the appeal of just, you know, for young athletes, you know, looking which direction they're going to go in that athletic career. It's like, no, you're not going to be taking a 14 hour bus ride. Like, like it was romanticized back in the day. Like, you know, you play well, you're going to accelerate. You're going to be in the big leagues.
1: Yeah, I mean, fourteen-hour bus rides too. I mean, could you imagine doing that without social media and without YouTube YouTube clips and ear? I mean, you know, I would kill a trip probably reading most of the time because I'm uh, old school. (laughs) You know what? People can kill long uh, road trips, by the way, by reading Anthony Castrovince's book. You like that transition? (laughs) A Fan's Guide to Baseball Analytics. You can get it all over online where books are sold, in your nearby Barnes and Noble and all the rest. Uh, I've read it. It's a terrific book, and you know, Anthony, he ain't here on business, baby. He's here only for the pun. That's what his ex-handle says, and uh, he's a terrific national baseball correspondent uh, for MLB.com and MLB Network. He gave them on Twitter, at Uh Anthony, I haven't seen you, I think, since the All-Star game, maybe in Cleveland or Cooperstown. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe it was yeah. Cooperstown at one of the inductions, but this was terrific. I wanted to get you on because it's been too long, and I really appreciate the time, and Can't wait to keep reading you here as we get closer to the season, my friend.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Great to see you, and uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, if nothing else, the Yankees keep you busy, right? They they keep you engaged and active, so they always have something to talk about for you. That's good.
1: There's no doubt about it. Thanks a lot, buddy.
2: (laughs) All right, Mike. We'll see you.
1: I have a few thoughts on the pitch clock in 2024 as well, gaining a lot more momentum, and I'll talk about that next on The Platter, brought to you by CH Insurance, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Ken's Auto Detailing.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Back on the program, brought to you by Trey Waluski of Under Armour Golf and Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State. Hey, get your tax-efficient retirement planning together today at advisors.massmutual.com. Get a hold of Brian Conboy today. So the pitch clock was great last year, and we just talked about it, Anthony and I. And I think really what it boils down to is as they keep working with this, as they keep tinkering with this, and, you know, the games hopefully get faster and faster and faster. I don't want them to be, you know, an hour and 52 minutes and be rushed. I mean, I want to still see some pitcher-batter matchups and, you know, some of the things that make baseball great, you know, like strategy and this and that and the other. But the reality is, We've evolved as a society to the point where we can't hold any attention span whatsoever. We're going to social media. We're talking to our spouses while we're staring at Instagram. I mean, it's really bad. We go, People go to dinner now and if you look at a family of four, there's at least two people at all times staring at a screen. Either they're texting, they're surfing social media for literally no reason whatsoever unless they're working. And, you know, it's just bad, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I remember, and and I hate talking like this because it not only ages me, but it's also like, you know, young people are like, oh, wait, oh, get off my lawn, guy. And, you know, like back when you were young, you know, back when I was young, and then people have to listen to that and say, oh, God, it's so. But I heard it from people, too. And I think I listened sometimes and other times maybe I, I, I was tone deaf, but, um. Gosh, I mean, a lot of people told me some things when they were my age back when I was 12, 13, 14, and they were right. And now I'm telling you, damn it, I'm right. No, (laughs) But seriously, like once in a while, like have a conversation with people and, you know, we're all staring at our screens too much. We're all moving too fast. I'm guilty of a lot of it too. But again, my staring at the screen and being in front of a laptop every day and, and being on my phone constantly is I'm working when I'm on my phone. I don't screw around on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You know, if I, I told somebody today, my good friend Dave Midgley, like if I didn't have to be on it, I wouldn't. I would not have a TikTok. Now, I might have a Facebook just to connect with people and whatnot, but I definitely wouldn't have a Twitter the way the negativity is there. I definitely wouldn't have a TikTok. YouTube would be uh, maybe a toss-up. I don't think I'd have an Instagram either. So I don't know, man. Um, we just don't have an attention span to save our lives. Now, baseball, from an entertainment standpoint is right now, it's the love of the game. It's people who play it, love it, uh, generations on down, young to middle to old, and old to middle to young, all the way through. Um, you know, but is baseball getting new fans? Probably not. Like they're not getting new fans. Maybe the pitch clock or that attendance number that Anthony Kastrovin's mentioned, maybe, maybe, maybe that that pitch clock is going to bring in the new fans. Because like hockey, when they got rid of the two-line pass and when they implemented the shootout, you know, was kind of cool. Like if nobody scored in overtime, you go to a shootout. Now, at the time it was cool. Now maybe I think they need to get a change there because it's already been in there and I just don't... I liked it for maybe like a year or two. be Okay, new fans, try something else. Like somebody goes to Predators and Ducks and they've never been to a hockey game. They're like, wow, that shootout was pretty cool. I'm going to go back. But now you're kind of seeing, like, people not go back because of the shootout. And it's kind of like, can we just win it with, like, overtime? And I've talked to people, my guy Bill Hoppy and other NHL people, like, people say, oh, just play and then, like, tie at the end, you know? Um, I don't want ties either because then that reminds me of soccer. And soccer's, you know, low scoring and tying and all that seems kind of weak to me. And I think that's why America... I mean, we have a lot of choices, too. That's why people don't necessarily gravitate towards soccer um, in this country. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's popular amongst a lot of people. There are a lot of people from overseas who live here who are diehards. Um, I know a ton of people. I'm talking about the national, national, national thing. Like, MLS is not getting 37 million people watching, like, the NFL, you know, in the regular season, for example, right? So, but there is a niche for it. There's probably a larger, you know, niche probably doesn't do it justice. There are, there's millions of soccer fans you understand what I'm saying from a country standpoint, NFL is King college footballs too. And then, you know, go from there, I guess. Um, you know, what I saw too is women's basketball is getting some huge ratings this year. I think Ohio state and I, uh, uh, Ohio state and Iowa with Kate and Clark got like almost 2 million uh, 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 people watching uh, for the Peacock NBC. Now that's a huge number. That's bigger than a lot of NBA games. Uh, and I don't watch the NBA, but anyway, baseball, Like, you're not getting new fans, right? So, like, hockey, you know what? Even if you get rid of the shootout there, you play overtime. I'd put your three on three. Somebody's going to score anyway, usually within five minutes. Uh, Just put ten minutes up. Somebody's got to score in ten minutes. And then if nobody does, then I guess maybe we have to live with a tie. But anything that's going to pick up the pace of play. Because I think baseball, like, keep the pace of play going. I think attendance being up last year was a direct result of the pitch clock. I really do. Um... You know, they're going to try a lot of different marketing things. Some are going to work. Some aren't going to work. You know, they tried the Nike on the jersey. They're trying some throwback stuff. They're trying some different things during the All-Star game. They're doing the mic thing, which is, eh. Uh, you know, in-game interviews continue to be ridiculous, but I think they're pretty stupid in all sports. Uh, you're going to a dugout to talk to a manager when maybe they're trying to do something with their lineup card. Um, it's just, you know, some of these some of these in-game interviews are just absurd. But, um, you know, the pitch clock I'm a huge fan of. So I'd keep it going. Um, maybe they'll tinker with it. But I think at the end of the day I think because we are a year into it and you know hitters pitchers fans managers everybody media everybody now is used to it at this point. You should be a veteran with the pitch clock. And I think this will be great for the game. Rob Manfred's a terrible commissioner, but the best thing he ever did was the pitch clock. There's no doubt About that, My thanks to MLB Insider, Anthony Kastervans. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the audio version of the show with Anthony, so make sure you go catch the video on YouTube and anywhere else you get podcasts on your smartphone device, Apple, Spotify, Google, CastBox, iHeartMedia, you name it, on your uh, downloadable version, your follow button and all that sort of thing on your cell phone, and then of course you can hit my YouTube page, and then I'll uh, upload probably on Facebook as well just the overall interview. Uh, there so people can catch that so uh, it'll be on multiple social platforms of course I'll have a YouTube link and I mean it's everywhere you know how it is these days you have an audio version you have a video version you can catch it Every which way, man, it's it's crazy. It'll be on YouTube, so technically you can click the YouTube link and watch it. I put it up on Facebook, and you can just watch the direct video roll into your feed on Facebook. You can listen to the audio on my, uh, on you know, on your cell phone after you hit follow on Apple Podcasts, for example. So plenty of ways to listen, plenty of ways to watch. And my thanks again to MLB Insider Anthony Castervinz at Castervinz on X, and of course the MLB.com and MLB Network Insider. It's been a while since I've talked to him. We are brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward and a tip of the cap. Thank you as well. The Camillus Golf Club, Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, if your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales and Service today. BonnetSalesandService.com, servicing all of Central New York. The official garage door company of the ML Sports Platter. Get it for your home or your business today. Bonnet Sales and Service, the official garage door company of the ML Sports Platter. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Businesses are targeted by cyber criminals every day. Data breaches happen even in the most protected environments. Cyber insurance from CH protects your company from data loss litigation and other penalties. CH insurance helps businesses comply with electronic data regulation. In losses you may suffer in cyber attacks. Trust the CH team to protect your business from hackers. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day. Every way. The only people who don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and Bet Online. That's right, the back end of the NFL and of course the NBA, NHL, golf, masters, you name it, all the sports coming up together here. Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds news and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action and remember to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey, friends of the ML Sports Platter, you know what? There is no such thing as downtime here on the show. Even during the various off seasons, I'm thinking about free agent signings, coaching changes, draft picks, and more. Saint Bonaventure University kickstarted my journalism career. They have a long-standing reputation for training award-winning journalists like Woj from ESPN and Mike Vaccaro. At the New York Post. Back when we all got our degrees, we attended SBU's campus in upstate New York. These days, you can earn your Master of Arts in Sports Journalism from the comfort of your home. Visit SBUJournalism.com That's SBUJournalism.com to learn how students follow high professional standards while telling nuanced stories about the sports we love. Schedule some time with one of their super helpful enrollment advisors to guide you through their course content, program outcomes, and where the program could lead you. You'll not only learn from experienced faculty but also accomplished alums who shape the program. You don't need any writing or broadcasting experience to apply and there's no application fee or GRE GMAT requirement. The program is entirely online and can be completed in less than two years. How about that? What are you waiting for? Head on over to SBUjournalism.com today to learn more. That's SBUjournalism.com.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on
1: time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts